Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the breakfast huddle with Elliot Dank and Bharati Jagdish. We'll take a look at headlines that investors will be paying attention to. The top one, of course, Omicron clouding the outlook for international travel. It looked like it was, you know, resurging. It was going back to normal. And now this. Mm. I guess I expected it, right? I mean, most analysts expected it as well and factored all of this prolonged uncertainty starts and stops to travel as well into their investment decisions moving forward. I am glad, though, that we're seeing a lot of governments take a measured approach. I mean, lockdowns may eventually become necessary. No one's ruling that out. But Mm. at this point, in the US anyway, President Biden is saying that he doesn't want lockdowns and he won't expand the vaccine mandates to fight COVID. In the lead up to the winter, he is saying this. Uh, He said on Thursday that the plan actually just includes other things, such as making sure that more people get vaccinated and some of these mask mandates dates being mm. extended mm. to next year when it mm-hmm. comes to travelling on airplanes and trains, <laughs> which is something that we were talking about earlier, I right? I mean, we still... Yeah. I, and, and I think we talked about this before in the past, like, imagine tomorrow our government told us, okay, you don't need to wear masks anymore. Mm. Would you? <laughs> I would actually think twice about it. I would be like, sure or not. I would still wear, no? And maybe until, I should. Until yeah. I'm told that, okay, it's illegal to wear masks, okay, then I'll stop. <laughs> well, I, I guess to each his own. Yeah. But in the US, the fight seems to be for options. I yes. want to be able to choose. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, which is why I think it explains this stance that the administration is taking. Well, I mean, they're trying to at least... How, how do I put it? They're trying to at least make sure that whoever's vaccinated gets their booster shot. You know, and as as a planet, we are entering the third year of fighting this pandemic. Mm. So yeah. what, Spanish flu was about two years, I yeah. think, way back when? This is a very prolonged period. Frankly, when it first began, I think we were all thinking, or many of the people in my circle and I, was thinking that, uh, were thinking that, you know, it'll be two years max, one yeah. year, hopefully. One year, hopefully, yeah, yeah. And I think even one year felt like a long time, mm. felt like a pessimistic standpoint among some groups of people. But look at where we are today. And some might say, actually, there is no need for masks. But if you don't want the situation to be exacerbated, if you don't want to take the chance, just keep those masks on. I mean, in some countries in Asia, mask wearing actually became kind of normalized after SARS. Yeah. After SARS and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And during flu season, you would still see it. Yeah. You You should wear a mask. Uh, I mean, look, it's not. In the, I don't know, like uh, the elderly, like uh, I have, I have grandparents or in that cat, in that age category who, when so two of them, two, so now these are like my grand uncle and grand aunt. I remember this uh, just five six years ago. Mm. Went to visit my grand aunt, and my grand uncle had a bad flu. He isolated himself in a separate room. Mm. And I said, hey, why? It's just a flu. What? Oh yeah, so we don't spread to one another. Mm. And, and for them, that's kind of normalized behavior. Yeah. Probably they picked it up of Spanish flu era, yeah, you know, yeah. where you sort of isolate. And then you have that middle generation that has just forgotten about the whole thing. And now it's just a restart of that culture again. Yeah, but taking things for granted, I think, is the problem here, sure, isn't sure. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm glad you mentioned that there are generations of people in this country who have uh, grown very used to the fact that these are the measures you need to take whenever yeah. there is an infection in the house. Yeah. And it's no big deal. It is not 
a catastrophe. It's a good thing. Yeah. It's a considerate thing. So, okay. So, I mean, let's let's continue to, to, to keep that in the back of our minds. Germany has imposed curbs on the unvaccinated. I mean, we, we were expecting this to happen sooner or later, right? Mm. So, we're looking at 16 states barring the unvaccinated from access to all uh, except maybe the most essential businesses. Mm. I, I hope they have classified those correctly as well. Now, this is something that mm. outgoing Chancellor mm-hmm. Angela Merkel uh, had been talking about for mm. a long time. Of yeah, course, it was yeah. not very popular among many segments of the population. Yeah. Uh, but finally, uh, they have agreed with leaders of all the 16 states to do this. This is just vaccine differentiated measures. Yeah. Uh, they haven't really made other things mandatory, such mm. as even mask wearing for mm. that matter, or vaccinations mandatory. Mm. But hopefully this will engineer the population in that direction. That if I can't do all of these things, if I'm not vaccinated, maybe I should get vaccinated. Actually, I'm surprised that their vaccination rate is so low. I mean, it's Germany, right? They're efficient, they are... I know, discipline. Mm. I'm surprised. Yeah, it's actually just under 70%. Mm. Uh, But this is around the EU average, but lower than countries like Portugal and Ireland. Mm. And since we are talking about vaccination rates, the US, it's just under 60%. Yeah. Which is surprising also, because yeah. among wealthy nations, uh, it ought to be higher. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, South Africa is considering vaccine mandates as Omicron cases are spiraling. Uh, of course, uh, South African scientists were the ones who detected this uh, heavily mutated variant. Uh, it's been identified in 24 countries around the world. But, okay, wait. So, Omicron is being... It's becoming the dominant variant in South Africa. Obviously, that's going to continue because uh, a lot of countries have closed it off. Now, if they are considering a vaccine mandate, it's one thing to say, okay, everybody compulsory to get vaccinated. But do you have the vaccines to compulsory vaccinate? Yeah, vaccine access, right? Yeah. Is the issue here. Yeah. So... At this point, I think the richer countries are also seeing the merits of ensuring that the poorer countries have access to those vaccines. Mm -hmm. It's time that everything went in a smoother flow. And I know that there are like uh, initiatives to ensure that everyone has access to those vaccines. However... There is a supply chain issue at times, I notice. Mm. Uh, There will be obstacles within the country that could prevent access to people in, say, remote villages and other parts of the nation as well. So this is something that I think really needs to be looked into more carefully before directives are issued. The OECD chief economist Lawrence Bone says that it will cost $50 billion to vaccinate the world. Mm-hmm. That's nothing. Yeah, it's a drop in the ocean if you consider the world's wealth, right? Maybe you just go to one of those rich guys, huh? Jeff Bezos. Oh, he's in space now. <laughs> <laughs> he's lost complete touch with the with the real world. Uh, what, what about Elon Musk? You know, people like that. Elon Musk has already been put under some pressure by the World Food Programme no. uh, to donate some money towards its initiatives. Of course, they're also asking for public accounting. And in fact, the World Food Programme responded to that. So when it comes to the vaccine initiative, I think this is sorely needed it as well and accountability is so important to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app that's a-w-e-d-i-o available on google play or the app store